Hey, Marshall. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. What the fuck was this? <laughs> what was that? I promise it's an episode of Lost this week. It was. It, it was an episode. It was an episode of TV. It, it was an episode, and this is still this is still the Jungle of Mystery podcast where we talk about episodes of Lost, even Good ones Lord. where you sent me a text after that say, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Yep. <laughs> we still got to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, this week it's season three, episode 14, Exposé. Exposé. What's, what's your initial reaction to Exposé? I don't know what... I, I, I'll preface it by saying I, I thought I liked it. Good. That's the right answer. I don't know what the point was. Well, let's not think about that. <laughs> In the grand... How, no, no, I, no, 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 no. Trying to figure out how it fits into the bigger picture. I no, do not understand. Don't about that. This is the one true filler episode, I think, that we get on Lost. Every other filler episode at least tries to pretend that it's contributing to the overall plot in some way. This is the only episode that we get that is just purely, completely irrelevant. It retcons a lot of weird stuff. Not retcon, but it it's I don't know, it's really weird. It, and uh, out of all the filler episodes, it was at least like interesting. There have definitely been some other episodes that felt like filler that also kind of sucked. Yeah, I think it is incredibly fun. But I wanted to know how you feel about it because you're doing something i've never done which is watching one episode a week and this is you're experiencing this show more like the people did when it actually <laughs> was on air and so the initial reactions to this episode were very negative because the last thing we saw before watching this episode was benjamin linus opening a door and showing john locke his father tied to a chair yeah and then you wait an entire week and then there's this and the reactions were negative <laughs> but now i can i can understand why i guess it it is kind of looked on fondly now because just it's a fun episode and in the age of streaming you know you don't have to wait a week to see lost anymore and most people i think consumed it the way i did initially which is just binging it so this episode is more of a blip <laughs> uh in your binge watch and it's like huh that was weird but fun all right moving on right but i can imagine the uh kind of collective rage at, at having to wait a week for your episodes and then one of those weeks is this it might be like okay but <laughs> we were right in the middle of something really good <laughs> i mean it definitely doesn't feel like it belongs yeah um and, but, it's just yeah. so weird it's just so weird there's just so it's <laughs> such a it, <sighs> the first three minutes were some of the most shocking like what's happening <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about it i guess yes so completely wild episode you correctly guessed that uh you actually said you thought it was gonna be about paolo um which i don't know if you actually meant it or you were just saying a name but yes nikki and paolo what was my reason for guessing that? Because you had guessed it the previous week and it wasn't Paolo. Oh. <laughs> so you okay, were like, well, oh, let's try Paolo so no, again. So, 
So that was, yeah, that I, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this episode completely irrelevant to the show, so much so that it does not even have its own little previously on Lost segment. Um, so bizarre. Because there's nothing. <laughs> you don't need to know anything going into this one. <laughs> you could just sit back and relax. Oh, man. I feel like um, it might actually make more sense if a person had never watched a single episode of Lost and watched this episode by itself. It might have made more sense than having watched every episode leading up to this and yeah, all of a sudden it's... being presented <laughs> yeah, it's with more whatever confusing. the fuck this was. <laughs> it's more confusing in context. <laughs> it's like a nice little catch-me-up if you didn't get a chance to watch the first two and a half seasons. Um... It's not a catch-you-up at all. <laughs> Can you imagine how fucked up somebody's perspective would be uh, if this was, like, the only exposure they had? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they would. Because one of the things I did come to is when they were doing all these wild flashbacks was that it, since they had to feature every single character, everyone was, like, the most distilled version of themselves. Exactly, yeah. It's like a rapid little highlight reel of the first so i guess maybe oh man that's really weird it almost (laughs) makes it worse (laughs) it's such a weird episode well objectively speaking i don't know if i'm gonna get hate for this because this is a very I, i think it's not as divisive as it used to be but at one point this was one of the most divisive episodes of the whole show understandably um but I think, objectively speaking, this is a very well-written hour of television. It's incredibly fun. The humor is very dark. It, it's self-referential. It's just a fun and well-written hour of television. And it's, in, it's in a weird spot because it is a oh, yeah, good... Oh, yeah. it's in a, it is a good episode of television, but yeah. it doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense <laughs> why they did it and why it's here. It feels more like an episode of like Law & Order in terms of the fact that it's like those are designed to be serialized and just right. have the same characters in them. Right. This where was... you could pick it out and kind of put it anywhere because it, there's not a linear like right. yeah. Yeah. plot, basically. But it's not because it's lost. So it shouldn't right. be in like an episode of Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> um, an episode of Expose. Um, God. This is, <laughs> this is their... It, it's just kind of their fun, like, tongue-in-cheek way of addressing all of the... Yeah, but what about all of the other survivors? You know what I mean? Like, this is a very fun and sarcastic answer to the question of why don't we get to learn about anybody else, right? It's like, oh, oh, that's what you want? Well, here you go. Here's Nikki and Paolo for you. 35 Uh, other characters wasn't enough for you? (laughs) Here's 36 and 37. um, So, yeah, let's dive right into our our flashbacks. Thump this melon. (laughs) We open on a strip club. The most unenthusiastic strip set I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I think it's cleverly done because it's not... It's not real. It's not a strip club. It's a television set of a strip club, right? Yes. Like we're It's it's so meta. <laughs> it is incredibly um, meta. A lot of this episode is meta. Um, so Nikki's a stripper, except no, wait, she's an undercover agent. Except, no, wait, she's an actress on the TV show Expose. Yeah. Also, Billy D. Williams is Also, mm. <laughs> playing himself. <laughs> that was, that was playing, the biggest. Playing that, himself, playing the Cobra. Yeah, I was just yelling. 
for Wasn't that. Wasn't it fun? Like, just every moment is so fun. It was really bizarre. It, it was just <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? And it's so fun and corny, and you could just tell how much fun they had it's making incredibly this, corny. this fake television show to be featured in Lost. Um, you know, undercover Nikki actresses discovering that the guy who runs a strip club has also secretly been the villain of the show the whole time, and been she getting finds, wasted. She finds this suitcase full of money, and she says, but that's the money for the orphanage. Yeah. <laughs> and then her catchphrase when she's fighting is razzle-dazzle. That was so good. <laughs> Which is just the best. <laughs> um. So yeah, we have this goofy little scene being filmed, and then when they call cut, um... She goes out and is talking to her boyfriend, who I guess is the producer of the show. Yeah. Um, and we have one of our first little fun self-referential moments of the episode where he's saying that he wants to bring her back on the show and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, but I died. And she says, I'm just a guest star. And we all know what happens to guest stars. <laughs> that was so wild. <laughs> what a fun line. Um... So our flashback says 84 days ago, um, which I think puts us on Ireland as being on day like 80, maybe 81. Because this is, you know, our our flashback is 84 days ago, which is a couple days before she gets on her flight. Right, right, right. So I believe we are supposed to be in this episode on day 80 uh, in the in the present day storyline. Um, we see Paolo is her boyfriend's chef. Um they have this lunch together her producer boyfriend gives her a diamond bracelet and then he has a heart attack and he, he suggests that he's going to follow it up with a ring at some point um and he has a heart attack and he dies has <laughs> like the the worst fake <laughs> death <laughs> <laughs> uh also like the uh paulo's paulo says something about like you're lucky the truffles are in season. It's like, that's not how mushrooms work, I don't think. That's I don't know, man. Funny. I don't know. <laughs> um, so as soon as he dies, uh, or as soon as they confirm that he's dead, Nikki takes this key from around his neck, and they run to the safe in his closet and pull out a bunch of diamonds, and she's immediately like... Well, we don't know it's diamonds yet. They, they're they doing the Pulp Fiction thing where you don't oh, actually Oh, you're right, you're right. Out. You don't know what's in it. You don't know what's in you it. You don't know what's in it until the very end. That's right. Um, it's, a, it's in a Matryoshka doll. Yeah. So she's immediately, like, snapping at Paolo for... Be a real bitch. You know, <laughs> why couldn't you find a way to do this without me having to eat the same food as him, right? Um, yeah. So, okay. The next time we see them, they are in the airport getting ready to um, go to L.A. And... It's revealed. She she also bitches at him for smoking. Um. So in this next scene, it's revealed that he quit smoking for her, or he's quitting using nicotine gum. Yeah. Um. And it just it seems like they're in love, and we see Shannon and Boone arguing in the background. I forgot how much I hated Shannon. Didn't we miss Shannon and Boone? Come on, I, we missed I, them. Not really. I mean, not really. Not Shannon. Good also, Lord. we see Shannon and Boone several times in this episode. Their hair is drastically different every time we see them, and it is hilarious. 
<laughs> I didn't. The, I didn't really catch on to that, but it's it's wild. It's like, did you even try like a little bit? To... <laughs> Shannon. So so Boone's hair, I guess, looks the same in each flashback, but it looks very different than it, the way it looked in season one. That um, tracks. Yeah. And so they were basically like, you know, we were just bringing him back for this one thing. We weren't going to make him change his hair, so we just slapped a wig on him. But it's a wig that doesn't look anything like what. <laughs> It's so weird. <laughs> and then Shannon's hair in every flashback sequence looks different than the one before it in just the weirdest ways. And one of them looked, I, d- I did notice that one of the shots she was in, her hair looked like a wig. Or yeah, it was just sure. very yeah. weird. Yeah, it's, it's. <laughs> it was like a lot of, it was very lumpy. Yeah, we have very head. low effort uh, hair pieces in this show. Um, they. They they really uh, do their due diligence for most things, but when it comes to hair pieces and researching other countries <laughs> for having a scene take place <laughs> in another country, they do, a, they do a pretty poor job for those things. It's um, always, and I I don't know if it's like this in every TV show, and I'm only noticing it in this one because oh, it's sure the first it one I've done a deep dive podcast on. Right. <laughs> but the stuff, not necessarily that they missed off. Obviously I know that happens. Yeah. But what they decide to pay attention to and what they don't is really. Yeah. That's very much a network television thing. Like it's a nice reminder that this is just a network television show. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just um, like extra different in this because there's so much you're trying to pay attention to that. Like, when stuff actually does stand out, it's like, well, did that was that anything or was that just a fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Also, the, I guess somebody, maybe it's Paolo. It's either Paolo or Boone in the airport scene is holding a newspaper. And yeah. the date on the newspaper is like two days after the crash is supposed to take place. Oh, I didn't notice that. And they said, they they have mentioned that before in interviews and they're like, yeah, we actually caught that, and it was supposed to get fixed, but then it didn't get fixed. <laughs> so it's like, oops, okay. What was the What was the date? It said uh, September twenty fourth, two thousand four. So it's supposed to be September twenty second. Yeah. Or, Weird. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Wait, isn't it? Is it the twenty second or thirty twenty third? I should know this. The twenty second. Yeah. Okay. The twenty second. Okay. Um. That always throws me off because I'm like, I feel like it feels like it should be the 23rd because I would make it one of the numbers, but it's the 22nd. <laughs> um, so anyway, little inconsistencies. The hair cracks me up every single time. So we see Shannon and Boone in the background fighting. Um, Shannon is bitching because I guess Boone dragged her over to like wait here for the plane, but there's nowhere to sit. So he goes over to Paolo and is like asking to borrow a chair and Shannon's like, just whatever, let's just go. And she says, if you quit flirting with random guys, maybe we could actually get on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> and Nikki and Paolo look at each other, and she says, promise me we'll never end up like them. Yeah, like siblings. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, also, they end up just like them. As oh, in for sure. Buried next to each other on the island. Um, We get to see the... Day of the crash again. We get to hear Shannon's iconic, horrible screaming. It um, seems like they like, had a better budget with the shot this well, time. That was a so. This was a mixture of reusing the same footage, and in some instances, just like digitally putting Nikki in there 
And then some also of it looked they like... reshot some stuff. Like where, okay. when a character actually interacts with Nikki, they reshot it. But for the most part, it's recycled footage. Um, huh? Because some of the explosions and like the plane stuff looked better. Maybe yeah, they just some, didn't show so it as long. Some of that is new, but most of it is reused. I think. Um, I, I definitely thought it was like a mix, but yeah, it was yeah. weird because it just looked better than I remember it looking. I don't know. Yeah, so it's pretty funny. We see some of the same shots, but with Nikki just like put in the foreground. Yeah. Um, but then obviously there are moments where she interacts with somebody. Like we see Boone run up to her and ask her for a pen, right? <laughs> yeah. From when he was trying to save Rose. Um, so yeah, Nikki is running around looking for Paolo. Paolo is staring out at the ocean, clearly in shock, right? And the first thing that Nikki does is ask, where's the bag? Yeah. And so we get our first kind of questionable, mo- like, he looks at her like, what the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get a fun series of kind of playing catch up where we see all of these pivotal scenes where they have inserted Nikki and Paolo into them. Some of them are like really big. Like they are really big. Like we they get... found the fucking pearl yeah. base before anybody else did. <laughs> they sure did, Marshall. And they didn't tell anybody. Of course not. They only care about their diamonds. Um so weird. So we have They were best buds with Ethan, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> we have an Ethan sighting. Um Ethan sighting like he's some fucking Sasquatch. We have a fun little flashback to those first couple episodes, right? We've just seen the monster for the first time. So we have a scene of Nikki and Paolo debating what the monster is. And then we see Ethan, and then we hear Arst yelling, Boone took the water! Yeah. (laughs) And we get to relive the iconic speech. The, if we can't live together, we're gonna die alone speech. That was so wild. We get to see it again, except they cut out some parts and changed the order of some lines for some reason. <laughs> um, so weird, but still, it's there. We get to see this fun little, oh man, remember when this is what the show was about, right? Like, I had a lot of those moments was like, oh man, the caves. Yeah, the caves. Remember the caves? Taking the water. The, the Everyone plane. thinking they're going to be rescued soon. Right, yeah. Um, so, so we see weird. Nikki. Uh, lots of arst in this episode, too. Very fun. Yeah. Les- Leslie. Leslie. Uh, so we see Nikki flirting with arst. Uh, he teaches her about the Medusa spider. Um, he makes some gross comments about her pheromones. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's rough. Poor guy. It's rough. Um... And she's like, yeah, okay, cool. Help me find my luggage. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he he basically, get, I, does he draw her a map or something? Or like where she can look to find it? Um, and. Well, isn't it, don't they, it, it, didn't it come from where they, where they find out they found the guns? Yes, it's the same little watering hole, the same little swimming hole where, uh, where Sawyer found the case with the guns. Sawyer yeah. and Kate. Um, they're arguing on the way there. Paolo says we should have gone to Ethan instead, which doesn't. I'm. I don't know if this is intentional and supposed to be funny, but I think this is after we already have learned that about Ethan. Like Claire has been taken already at this point. Um, so it's either an intentional moment to show how out of the loop they are, 
or it's just a flub because they weren't paying attention to what day it is um yeah it it was bizarre uh and and i'll I'll give you a peek into my thought process here i forgot for like i not forgot but just like in the moment when they were at that watering hole and they were like i don't like they were being apprehensive about uh going in Mm -hmm. i was like oh they're gonna go swimming in there and they're gonna get a brain-eating amoeba and that's what kills them (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that would have been more realistic um oh i got the order mixed up a little bit here yeah yeah so we we visit that later um right okay before that we find the nigerian plane uh (laughs) and nikki tells paolo to go up there because there's probably a radio in there right and he's like no if i go up there that's gonna fall which is fucking hilarious um it's also very it's just the heaviest dramatic irony of of yeah it's anything it is done so well. Like, this episode is so unique in that it is allowed to be this ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like, they knew that they could get away with it in this episode, and so they did. Well, that's and because it's these two idiots that are finding all these yeah. important things. It's hilarious. And they're just using it for their own dumb, like, feud over diamonds. It's so bizarre. It, it reminds me of, and I don't know if this is intentional and i feel like we've actually mentioned this on the podcast before because this i'm getting deja vu but have you ever read or seen rosencrantz and gildenstern are dead no but it has come up and i think it came up because uh aren't the hobbits doing the broadway play of that oh yeah that that must have been when it came up yeah you're right charlie and charlie's not even his name fuck (laughs) Oh, God. Dominic Dom- Monaghan. Dominic Monaghan and... Oh, the other one. The other guy. one. The one that wasn't on Lost, so I don't remember his name. The, oh, Sorry. Billy... Billy something, yeah. Billy Boyd? Is that Billy it? Boyd. Billy there Boyd, yeah. Anyway, this episode reminds me a lot of that play. Because it's like these two side characters who are stumbling upon all of this incredibly important shit that's super relevant to our hero's quest and they're, like, making these little offhanded and incredibly relevant comments about them that are going to become important later, but they have no idea what they're talking about. So, like, they see the plane, and they're like, no, we can't go up there because it's going to fall. You know, like, yeah. it's so fucking funny. And Paolo sees Ben. And yeah, yeah, Juliet. Um, And so- Ben, again, everyone in these flashbacks is the most distilled version of themselves. And Ben says, I'll find out what he's emotionally invested oh, in yeah, and for exploit sure. it. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, like so, we see Jack, he gives a speech. Yep. Uh, Locke is very cryptic. cryptic yep. Very cryptic and smiling the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Ben is like, I'm going to manipulate their emotions. <laughs> uh, Juliet is, oh man, it's, so, it, it's really well done. It is. Um, so anyway, we see we see the Pearl um, station for the first time. Paolo wants to explore it, and Nikki's like, "No, that's stupid." Um, she's like, "What? Our bag <laughs> fell and opened the door, an and then went down." She hey, she cares about one thing. Good for her. Um, I mean, not really, but. <laughs> um, so they leave it for now, um, and then this next scene. Nikki and Paolo find Arst and Shannon confronting Kate about the case of guns. Yes. Uh, yes. And, you know, why didn't you tell everybody that you have a case of guns? And Arst <laughs> yells, the pigs are walking. 
Yes! <laughs> um, and so this is when they get the tip about, you know, where the guns were found. And they go, and she's like, well, come on, get in there, look for it. Um, he says, Paolo says, if you didn't need me to find that bag, would we even still be together? And she looks at him, and she says, that bag is worth $8 million. <laughs> ah! Um, So he dives in, he finds it, but then he pre- pretends that he didn't find it. And he says it's just dead bodies down there. Yep. Um, so then we see Paolo chewing some of the nicotine gum from the bag that he pretended that he didn't find. Uh, and he's trying to bury it. He's trying to Locke bury the, the bag. Matryoshka doll. Yeah, yeah. And Locke approaches him and does his cryptic thing. Uh, he says, things don't stay buried on this island. Because the beach is eroding. It's going to yeah. be high tide soon. <laughs> um, and... So Paolo decides to go back to the Pearl Station to hide it there instead. And he hides it in the toilet. And then, like you said, we see Ben and Juliet come in. Um, And, yeah, we have this super, like, watered-down version of Ben and Juliet uh, where we are reminding the audience what's happened up to this point. (laughs) (laughs) And Ben is super villainy explaining his his methods to Juliet and it's very funny and it's very fun and it's like what are we doing here <laughs> it's so it's like I, I also and again I don't know that I'm really supposed to raise these kind of questions but do they just like check on these hatches once in a while I guess listen I don't know man okay so that's what I thought <laughs> I thought it was just kind of convenient like but because there's it's no because it was fun to have it in yeah. this episode like no I don't believe that they really need to sneak out here in the jungle to check those cameras every now and then like no because <laughs> they only checked one camera yeah it's and Julia's I, I, like well oh, okay he's you know cute. what maybe let's suspend some disbelief here for a minute they did. Oh, ju- just now. Yeah, for, yeah, We're starting for the, that. Okay. For the first time. Good, good to know. <laughs> for the starting first time it right on now. This show. I guess maybe if this is the only view they have into the swan hatch. That doesn't make. A, okay. I know it doesn't, but just stay with me. So make a goddamn business. Go ahead. And, you know, they want to learn about Jack and Locke and Michael and all them before they try to swoop in and do their thing. So, like, fine. I guess they had to trek their asses all the way out to the Pearl Station for the one access to the one camera in the Swan Station and stay there for 30 seconds. Just turn it on long enough to get a look at his cute little face and then turn it back off. Uh, (laughs) That's... No, sorry. (laughs) Nope. Anyway, it's fun. That's the only thing that matters. It's fine, but trying to analyze it is making it, like, dumber. (laughs) No, it's good. It makes it better. I just... Not that way, because it is literally just serving the purpose of, like, oh, we're putting these people... It's Oh, you know what it is? It's... What? Uh, they're fucking Forrest Gump. They're showing up in, all, in the background of all of these major events. Like Yeah, that's another... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's exactly what's happening. It's like Forrest <laughs> Gump being there at the fucking I Had a Dream speech. And, right, and right. And shaking hands with the president. It's exactly yeah. what, what this is. This is their Forrest <laughs> Gump moment. <laughs> Um, oh man! Wow. So then they leave, uh, and they tell they say they have Tom cover up the entrance uh, with the plane. With the plane, so everything is as it should be, I guess. Um, yep. 
And then Paolo finds a walkie-talkie on the table, and he keeps it. Um, so that that means that it that it happened to perfectly coincide when Boone was in the plane. Tom pushed it over. Wait, no? is that what that was supposed to mean? Hold on. Because that, that's how Boone died, right? Was the plane fell off the cliff. Yes, but this was before. So the plane fell, but I think was not covering the hatch. He did not push the plane off the cliff, but he moved the plane so that it would be covering the hatch, I think is what that was supposed to imply. Because this would all have happened after Boone died. Do we know that the plane Because moved? they're already they're already in the hatch, which means that um, they've already blown open the hatch, right? It, that's all after Boone dies. Right. Do we know that the plane moved? I mean, it didn't move very far. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's in the I same area. Remember. It falls right. off the cliff. I thought I don't remember it being in a different spot at all. But when because... we when we see it again, we discover that oh, it's covering the door of this hatch. Well, because he went up and saw the question mark. Right, but like before that, we had never done that before, so um, we have no way of knowing. Right, okay. this is introducing the concept that they moved it to to conceal the hatch. Um, but it would have been like you know a couple feet maybe. <laughs> Just screech it, screech it on over there. Okay, yeah, Tom, real strong guy, pushed the whole plane. <laughs> um, don't, we don't even have to address that no we don't need to it's fine one dude island magic. Plane. island magic um so then we see a scene we've already seen before um with mickey and paolo in it uh already the scene where they're gonna go to the pearl station and nikki volunteers to go and paolo's like what are you doing <laughs> Yeah. And she says, you wanted to be part of the group. Um, so when they're down there, Paolo goes to the bathroom, checks on the diamonds, and then he hides them in his pants. <laughs> and <laughs> in like a weird spot. Is it not weird? Oh, right on his dick? Yeah, it's yeah. a little weird. Is it not weird? I mean, you do have pockets. I mean, you have nature's pocket. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> just putting it right on his dick is a weird spot. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was supposed to set up like their interaction later where it's like, oh, I know where you hid the diamonds. Oh, yeah, for sure. Zip. The jewels. Um, your jewels are next to your jewels. Yeah. Hardy har. Um, <laughs> so we have a scene where it finally seems like Nikki is coming to terms with the fact that they're stuck on the island and like maybe almost coming around to the diamonds don't really matter. You know, we're going to be like, together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he says, um, you know, maybe it's a good thing we didn't find the bag, and she looks at him in, you know, kind of a loving way, and it's like, oh, here we go. But then he stands up to go get them some food, and the package of nicotine gum falls out of his pocket, and now it's all about revenge. So she goes to Sawyer and asks him for a gun, uh, and- Sawyer has no idea who she is. I know, like, that is- (laughs) So funny. It is so funny to me. At the, at the, cause uh, like they establish it at the beginning. Like he's like, who, who like, Oh, I forgot to bitch. Oh, but we, ha- I guess we haven't gotten to the Island part yet, but right, right, right. But yes, it's, it's hilarious. That you know, gag we, we is had, running through the whole episode. He has we no had idea the whole, who the fuck these people are. <laughs> yeah. The first like season and a half, we had the whole Scott and Steve gag, right? Where nobody knew who was who. And, all these minor characters that we don't know or care about. And it was always kind of a minor gag. And then, 
you know, people started to express interest in learning more about these characters, and then we got Nikki and Paolo, and it, it all comes to a head in this episode. But, like, ultimately the point of this episode is, like, do Stop you see caring. now? Yeah, do you see now? Like, they don't matter. They don't matter. And if they don't you ask, matter. We're gonna bring them up again and brutally murder them. <laughs> so, um, we flash to the morning of our, you know, our, our current day. Nikki takes Paolo into the jungle and tells him that she found the diamonds and she's like, yeah, follow me. And then she turns around and confronts him and is like, tell me where they are. I know you have them. Blah, blah, blah. She throws a Medusa spider on his neck and it bites him in the neck. Also, that was just like a orb weaver? What? Garden spider. Garden spider. Which is a type of orb weaver. It's a type of orb weaver. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, just a uh, regular, regular regu- old Regular spider. ass spider. <laughs> yep. Nothing but no, no, Marshall, it. it's going to paralyze him for about eight hours. It's a Medusa spider. <laughs> um, so he says to her, I was afraid, I was just afraid of losing you. If you found the diamonds, you wouldn't need me anymore. And we see regret on her face. And as he's become paralyzed, he notices all these other spiders come over because, you know, pheromones. Um, yep, yep. And... He is trying to, it seems like trying to kind of warn her with his eyes, right? He can't move anymore, but he oh, still Oh, I got the her. totally opposite read from that. No, you know what? The first time I saw this episode, I thought, okay, it's just them, like, getting revenge on each other. And I thought he was her. just, like, watching it happen. No, I think, like, he keeps, his eyes are so big, and he keeps looking back and forth from her to the spiders. I think he's trying to warn her, but he can't move or talk anymore. Um, And she notices too late, and she gets bitten. And, but on the leg, so it's going to take longer. Yeah, except... Well, I guess it does take a little bit longer. She has time to run pretty far. Yeah. Um, She buries the diamonds and runs for the beach. And then that is what our opening scene is, where she collapses and says, Paralyzed! And that's the wild-ass flashback sequence that gets us up to uh, our present-day murder mystery. Yep. Right right here on the island. Can you imagine how fucking lame this would be if Killjoy Jack was here to, like, actually care that these people were dead? <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, this would have been I say been that much... jokingly. I say that jokingly, of course. I love Jack. But this would have been such a serious episode if Jack was here. No, that's why. Oh, my that's God. Why I it would have been way serious. Yeah. We gotta figure out what happened to Nikki and Paolo. I care so much. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been crying. These were humans just like we are humans. <laughs> And we're all, we, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so our opening scene on the island is Sawyer playing ping pong with Hurley, trying to improve his game. And that is adorable. Yes. Um, and then we see Nikki stumbling out of the jungle. She does her paralyzed thing. And then it looks like she's dead. And they argue about what they think she said. Um, also... Uh, uh, a report from the subtitles department when she said that it said P-A dot 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 L dot 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 S I was like huh. pals? <laughs> Her last words are pals? Yeah that's interesting that would have been a fun thing to subtitle because you're obviously not supposed to know what she said until they f- figure it out at the end Um, because, so. if it, because it starts off being Paolo lied or lies Right, yeah. But then if it was paralyzed, it, the S makes no fucking sense. It would be <laughs> I don't Z. Know. Yeah. Um, this is the moment where 
Hurley says, dude, Nikki's dead. And Sawyer says, who the hell is Nikki? <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, I laughed very hard at that. That was very good. The way he delivered it. Yeah. Who the hell is Nikki? Who the hell is Nikki? Also, this particular gag really cracks me up with Nikki and Paolo specifically. And again, I think this was kind of self-referential in that Nikki and Paolo were not characters on this show until the beginning of season three. Yep. Um... These were not extras wandering around in the background. These two super hot people nope, were not cast were not until there. season three. So they did not show up until the point at which Sawyer was a prisoner with the others. So it's very funny that he's like, no, but seriously, who are these people? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's so he's good. actually correct. In yeah, he's actually correct in his analysis. who the fuck they are. They, they did not exist before, <laughs> before this season. Um, so we have this fun little adventure with our beach gang our b team trying to solve this mystery um hurley thinks that she said power lines and then he's like no paolo lies and sawyer says who the hell's paolo (laughs) (laughs) um so jen hurley and sawyer go looking for paolo they find that he is also quote-unquote dead in the jungle um and sawyer kind of clearly notices something you know, off screen, but then says that he doesn't, right? Um, right. And Jin, for some fucking reason, goes to drink the water that's in Paolo's bag. Um, and Sawyer's like, I, I guess it makes sense. We don't care about germs right now. Um, if, yeah, I, water's I, water. Yeah, water's water. You're right. It's a resource. You're right. But anyway, Sawyer's like, no, don't do that. It could be poisoned, right? And yeah. Hurley says you're messing up the crime scene. Yeah. And Sawyer says, is there a forensics hatch I don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's evidence. So they start, you know, they're kind of freaking out. There's these theories floating around that, like, the others did this or the monster did this, right? That, like, how are they dead? But it looks like nothing has happened to them. And they start, they talk about Echo and Echo's warning, right? As he was mm-hmm. dying, he said, you're next. And um, Hurley's like, what if he meant? Nikki and Paolo, because they were there, right? Um, oh, that's right, yeah. And Sawyer's like, no, I think he was saying you're next as in you're all next. And Hurley's like, well, that's not any better. <laughs> 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 Sawyer calls them the wrong names. What does he call them? Um, something in Pablo. Nina and Pablo or something. Nina, yeah, Nina and Pablo. And Hurley says, you know. That's a respect. Yeah, which, like, good for you, Hurley. Um <laughs> He, you know, he's like, you, you know their names. Come on, um, that's that you're you're towing the line on violating your no nickname. Yeah, name. your no nicknames. So they look through the things and they find a script for expose, and Hurley gets so excited um, because he loves this show. And we know somebody else who loves the show is Locke because remember I mentioned in the last episode yes, that's what he was, what in he his, was watching like, shitty motel watching that show. So. Um, yeah, Hurley is reading the script, and he's like, oh my god, Billy D. Williams is the Cobra. <laughs> 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 and um, Sawyer finds a the walkie-talkie in the bags, and he sees it as confirmation that they're working with the others, right? He yeah. says, all the others have walkie-talkies just like this one. Um, so they think that they, that they were compromised just like Michael was. And Sun makes a comment about when she was dragged into the jungle. So she keeps bringing up in this episode, like, I know what the others are capable of because they attacked me in the jungle. Yep. Right. And I know that they're still here 
Um, because Hurley is like, I don't know, man. You know, that all seems kind of like it's over with, right? And they told me to come back and warn everybody that it was over and not to interfere. And Sun's like, well, that can't be true because they attacked me, right? Right. Um, and then Charlie and Sawyer look all guilty at each other. Um, and Sawyer says he's going to go check the perimeter. Um, or he's, he says he's going to do a perimeter sweep. And Hurley says, does anybody know what a perimeter sweep is? <laughs> Which is funny because somebody who watches TV as much as Hurley does has definitely heard that phrase before. Somebody who watches expose has heard the term perimeter sweep. Yeah. Um, so uh, Hurley asks Desmond if he can use his psychic powers to figure out what happened to Nikki and Paolo. <laughs> Desmond takes it relatively well, better than I would have. Just oh, like, sure. just the question is like, I, you know, these horrible like PTSD evoking experiences. Hey, can you uh <laughs> dig back into that? And see, did you see the future at all? Yeah. No, that's not how it fucking works. And then to have him say, as far as superpowers go, yours is kind of lame. I know. Like, all right, Hurley. This is like, thanks, buddy. It literally ruined my life, but thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm living in a hell none of you dipshits can possibly comprehend. <laughs> Um, so he says, no, that's not how it works. But I did see Nikki and Sawyer fighting this morning. Um, I saw her, or he says, then why was she yelling at him? And Hurley says, wait, she was yelling at Sawyer? And he says, yeah, right before she died. So now Detective Hurley has this theory that Sawyer did it. Yep. Because Sawyer was claiming that he doesn't know who Nikki is. So how does he not know who she is if he was yelling at her this morning? Um... But joke's on you, Hurley. He just really doesn't know who anybody is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sun is again saying, it's gotta be the others. Um, I know what they're capable of, blah, blah, blah. And Charlie confesses to being the one who took her. Yep. Which sucks. <laughs> that was hard. It was hard. But I feel like the added layer to this is Charlie... I feel like is beginning to not to not to be too dramatic or anything, but kind of make his He's doing his farewell tour. Make his fare yeah, that's what I was yeah, getting at. He's he's saying his goodbyes and, and you know, confessing his sins and whatnot. Clearing everything because up because he's before the sure island kills him. That he's gonna die. Yep. So that just adds another little layer to that moment that was already hard enough, right? It was just just him being honest with her would have been hard enough. But now we know that he did it in part because he thinks he's going to die. Yeah. Um, so our next scene, everybody kind of rounds on Sawyer. Um, Hurley demands that he gives him the gun. They're all suspicious of him. He says the gun is not even loaded. Um, and he says the villagers have got themselves some torches. <laughs> So then he's like, all right, fine, you know, you got me. Um, I didn't kill anybody, but I did lie because, you know, we noticed that Nikki wanted a gun and that she had all this dirt under her nails. So, so something I knew was that, important. Yeah, I knew that she'd been burying something important. Um, so I lied to you guys and bought myself some time to go look for it. So he shows them what he found and he found the diamonds, um, but he gives them to Sun and he says, I didn't kill anybody. Uh, and then in our next scene, Sun confronts Sawyer about what Charlie told her. As he's digging shirtlessly. Yeah. <laughs> he sure is. Yep. 
He sure is. I appreciate it. In the jeans, though. God, that part hurts. Always with the fucking jeans. The jeans, man. These, these masochists. <laughs> uh, he asks if she's going to tell Jin, and she says no, because then we'd have to dig another grave. Yep. Um, she gives him the diamonds back. She slaps him, which is much less than he deserves. Oh, yeah. he. Yeah. But she slaps him and walks away. Um, we have our funeral for Nikki and Paolo. It's sufficiently awkward and it's, bad. It's pretty rough. Hurley's like, you guys probably were good people. It doesn't really seem like it, but I guess you were probably good, too. Also, I liked Exposé. Alright, yep. then. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> then. Bye! <laughs> um, Sawyer spreads the diamonds over their bodies, and as they are burying them, they start to wake up just in time to be buried alive. And I thought, at that moment, oh, the cliffhanger is going to be them waking up. But no, they fucking buried them alive. Yeah. Yeah, you thought the last shot was going to be like a hand shooting up out of the sand or something. Yeah. But, but no, none of that. Nope. They they just got buried alive, actually. That's, what? That is... The fuck? That's Nikki and Paolo. <laughs> that, ah, good lord. I know, it's incredibly fucked up. It's incredibly fucked up. That might, not... I mean, I... Just like the non like just the way it was was done and and the because they they learn like we learn like right you know we see a flashback right before the scene which is where they establish that they're gonna wake up in eight hours exactly yeah and so it it's like okay well at any moment now something's gonna happen. You know, and then it finally shows her opening her eyes, and then it just cuts to them having completely buried. Yeah, it sure does. God almighty. It's, it is pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. And it's so sudden. Like that kind of, the eyes opening, and then the sudden cut to, you Full know. Full grave. Who knows how or however long later, where there's all of a sudden this entirely full grave. Mountain of sand. No getting out of that. Nope. Oh boy. One of the yep. worst ways to die. That was expose, man. And they, I, they weren't. Well, I guess they did kill that that guy, so maybe they deserved it. But I mean, yeah, they weren't good people. No, they definitely weren't. But it was still jarring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being buried alive is a pretty cruel, uh, cruel. As a punishment way to go. Yeah, but you know, they were not good people. No, but they weren't. But again, they weren't. We just uh, learned that they were bad people. Deserve it? Yeah, we did. <laughs> That's the thing is, there's so many other people that we know are bad people that are still do dooting around the island. No problem. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then these are like, oh, they killed a guy for his Matryoshka doll with a bunch of diamonds, and they've been buried alive. Yep. It's uh, it's rough. It's a rough way to go. And Probably just a, a real, uh, just a, a completely. St- uh, an episode, a unicorn. I don't even know what to call this episode. It's just so a- out of the blue and out of place. Yes, but also it is. good. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. I was so. No, worried. I definitely enjoyed it. I because again, like a considerable number of people hated this episode for a very long time. I think it was well into like the streaming era, and ah. you know, like when it became rewatchable easily and like bingeable and. A new kind of 
group of, you know, viewers came into play and they were like, oh, this is fun, right? Whereas before, the the initial viewers just absolutely hated it. Um, well, it has, I don't know, I, I guess I have to see it in juxtaposition with the other episodes. It has an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, and I think that's all kind of like retro. It's like it's like a lost. It's had a, it's had a renaissance, cult classic, cult classic episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there we go. But most um, lost episodes have like like high eights to nines from what yeah. I've seen in the yeah. past. So, yeah. anyways, I I did enjoy it. Um, Good, it's very fun. Do you have an alternate title for it? Uh, I mean, like the the first thing that my wife pointed out was like, oh, it's like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> With yes, the stu- yeah, with the it stupid is. Stupid fucking yeah. uh, spider thing. It's like I don't know. It's like shitty Romeo and Juliet. Um, just in terms of like this this spider that they throw <laughs> on each other. <laughs> it was just uh, yeah, uh, Romeo and Juliet Redux Arachnophobia. <laughs> Here we go. You ever seen that movie Arachnophobia? Yeah, oh, I love that movie. <laughs> oh man. Well, I have. A lot of fun facts for you. Hit me. Um, here we go. So there's a lot of there's speculation about this episode that I have no interest going into um, because okay. it really it really truly is irrelevant to the rest of the show. But when she th- when Nikki throws a spider at Paolo, and then a couple seconds later, all the other spiders start to come out. Right before they come out, you hear the monster sound. Yes. Yes. So there's lots of speculation that I care very little about, about maybe it was not pheromones attracting all these other spiders, but maybe it was like the island getting rid of them. Do you know what I mean? That occurred to me. Um, These two people who are so undeserving of... Yeah, I did think that, actually. (laughs) Yeah, so that's, you know... I mean, I I guess it's fun to explore, but again, I gotta save that. Gotta save that energy for the stuff that matters. Um, it's not any less believable than Matt, than spider pheromones. I will say yeah, that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> at the beginning of the episode, the slate board for the expose episode uh, says the director is Stephen Williams, and that's the name of the guy who directed this episode. Oh. Of Lost. <laughs> um, let's see. This episode. Um, and an episode in season six called Across the Sea are the most, the two most polarizing episodes of the show. Um, and I, again, I don't know if that's really true anymore. Like, at least for, at least for Expose, probably definitely for Across the Sea. But um, for Expose, I, I do think in general, the sentiment has leaned more positive over the years. Um, what number episode was Across the Sea in season six? I'm not going to look it up, but I want to know where it falls in the season. Across the Sea is very close to the end of the show. It's like three mm. episodes before the finale. Okay. Um, that and I'm not saying it's, what I've heard about people being upset about how the show ended. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the same kind of episode as this. It's not like another filler episode, but it's... No, it's just divisive. A hugely divisive episode. So there's... A quote by the creators of the show from an interview where they talk about this episode and and mention it uh, as well as Across the Sea being divisive. And they're basically saying, they're defending it and saying like, no, this is a good episode and it's fun and we did a good thing. <laughs> um, he said, we were pretty much in sync usually with the fans' reaction to an episode and we'll acknowledge 
when episodes are not good, like Homecoming and Stranger in a Strange Land, um, are not good. We can acknowledge that. Which one was Homecoming? That's the one where Claire uh, comes home in season one. She comes back to the camp, but she doesn't remember anything. Oh, okay. Um, so he says, you know, one episode that was so polarizing was Expose, and we loved it so much. And there were definitely fans, especially fans who uh, treated the show a little too reverentially, couldn't stand <laughs> He said, you know, basically people who take our show too seriously hated it. That's very funny. He said there's a there's a big sense of division in this episode because we totally dig it. We love it. A lot of people didn't like it. Um, I think maybe part of it is I feel like they have like in this season specifically, I've lost my like what I the feel of the show in terms of like what I expected yeah. In terms of, of like the consistency or like what's happening, like there've been like you said it's a real roller coaster. Yeah. And I feel like I've I've kind of lost not lost touch in like a bad way, but just like I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to do as much. Yeah, and with I some totally, of these episodes. And I totally I think, agree. I totally agree with that. I think yeah. when you plug an episode like this and especially like you said after the last one. Yeah. I can understand why people were upset about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I've said it before. I'll, I'll keep saying it while we're in season three. The biggest weakness with season three is it's the hardest season to pinpoint, like, what is this show supposed to be about, right? Yeah, it it's, doesn't it, have a direction It is the most much. inconsistent of the seasons, um, I think. I think that it's going to get way better. Like, by the end of this season... Um, the the last cluster of episodes in this season and then for the rest of the show continuously in my opinion it just keeps getting better and better we really know where we're going it's really streamlined we're still learning a lot about the characters but we're also moving the plot forward and there's so much to speculate about and it's not as much of like up and down and back and forth and all around with all these different characters that we're trying to juggle and like you know we don't really know where we're going yet um seasons one and two were so they were focused they were so focused and cut and dry and this there, season there were, is not as focused yeah and we were like the, the problem we were starting to collect mysteries in seasons one and two right but we had kind of linear plot to guide us through it and season three is it it, it it's just hard to pinpoint an overarching plot <laughs> um in season three and yeah that's gonna get way better it's gonna start getting better at the end of the season and then it's just gonna keep on getting better with each season people disagree with that but those people are wrong <laughs> um. <laughs> and I, and again i don't i don't think it was bad but i do understand why people would not have liked exactly it. exactly I, I think that it is a good episode of television that i totally understand why people would hate it um it's a it's a Wrong place, or right place, wrong time, or whatever. <laughs> whatever the phrase is. <laughs> um, I, I think it's wrong place, wrong time. Whatever, okay. But it's, it's still a it's good a, episode of it's television. A good, it's a good thing, but it happened at the wrong time. Yeah, um, it, it just makes no sense. So, yeah, they they loved Nikki and Paolo. The, the writers and the producers, they had a lot of fun with Nikki and Paolo. It was supposed to be longer, their little arc, apparently. Um, huh. but Did somebody the, get a DUI? No, the fans fucking hated them. Like, oh. 
they thought, okay, let's do this fun experiment because you guys are asking about the extras. Uh, I see. So they do it and they're like having fun with it, but everybody and the fans hates are like, them Fuck so much. Okay. Yeah, so there was supposed to be an entire episode that was just about Nikki, where the flashbacks were going to be that episode of Expose, but you were going to not know what was going on. And then the last flashback, it was going to reveal that it was a TV show called Expose. It was going to be oh. like this corny ass undercover agent stripper <laughs> adventure. But then the last flashback was going to reveal that it was just the show Expose and that she was an actress. So I think that sounds like fun, but maybe two uh, two filler episodes would have been too much. Um, I definitely think they would have uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. I think maybe they made the right choice. With... Yeah, so they condensed it to that first flashback where at the end of that first flashback we get the reveal that oh okay this is a TV show that makes sense because <laughs> it's did like sh- what am I what am I watching right now? Did they shoot any of that or was it just it like planned? Loosely. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they shot anything. Okay. I think it was just that's what they wanted to do, and then it was pretty clear early in the season that everybody hated them. So they were like, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> they also wrote more gags into this episode, um, where they, you know, discover something important and then ignore it. There was going to be a scene where they find Shannon's asthma inhaler, and then they're like, "This isn't important," and they just kind of throw it away. There was going to be a scene where they stumble upon Locke and Boone um, digging out the hatch instead of looking for Claire. And they were going to be like, what the fuck is going on? And then, But then they would have just kept walking and ignored them. That's very um, funny. I would love, I would love a, a super cut. I, it would be so funny. Again, yeah, just... <laughs> again, I want a super cut of like this Forrest Gump shit that they do where they're like on all of these major moments. And it's just like just bumbling their way through it, trying to find a $8 million worth of diamonds that are totally worthless on the island. Yeah. I would love just like a 10-minute supercut of that. That'd be great. It would be very fun. Um, And then my last fun fact, our Sawyer book of the episode is oh. called it's called Evil Under the Sun by Agatha Christie. Huh. And the book is a murder mystery that takes place on an island. <laughs> and right. the main... I guess kind of crux of the book is there is a live person posing as a dead body. Wow. And the time of death is not what it appears to be. And so, yeah, they, <laughs> there we go. That's fun. I wish so, I, yeah. it's not that I'm not a like read person. Like I read a lot of books. I just haven't read any of these books. <laughs> yeah. I've only read a couple of them and like, there's all, you know, there is, of course, an ultimate lost reading guide, right? Where people have compiled every yeah. book that is referenced and every book that Sawyer reads. And I'm like, I've been telling myself, you know, for 10 years that I'm going to read them, but I haven't. That's but, fair. you know, someday. That can be our next podcast. Oh, Lord. We can have a book club podcast Fucking where we read all the lost book books. Club. <laughs> Jesus. It'll go on for 10 years. That'll take a long ass time. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was a that was expose, a fun episode, a solid a solid adventure, fun murder mystery, one of the strangest. Yeah, and I say that I don't say that lightly because there have been a lot of strange. That's kind of the thing uh, of this show is strangeness, but this was one of the weirdest. It was up there. The next episode will be a little bit of a return to normalcy, I I guess. 
You guess. <laughs> Whatever that even means on this show. Yeah. Um, the next episode is called Left Behind. I don't like that uh, evangelical movie with Kurt Cameron. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is it a movie or a book series? Or both. both. I guess it's both. Yeah. It's both. Yeah, sure. Kind of like that. Uh, apocalypse porn. <laughs> <laughs> Left behind, huh? Yep. Is okay. I, you probably won't answer this. Is it? Uh, do we? Well, I know we do. There are episodes that apply to people that aren't just the playing crew. There's we've had like a Juliet episode, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm. I was gonna make a joke this week that I guessed. Because the last episode was Paolo, I was going to guess this one was about Mickey, but that seems seems ill-advised at this point. Yeah, yeah. um, Given what I've just witnessed. Yeah. Is is this obvious? Is this like the House of the Rising Sun? No, it's not. No? I'm so sorry that you're still scarred by that one. Uh, I'll never forget it. Um, (laughs) The dumbest I've felt in quite a long time. Um... Uh, we don't know anybody that's had like military service beside Desmond, do we? That's He's the you... only one that's had military. Oh, that's right. All right, I'm gonna go Desmond just because I want a Desmond episode. <laughs> Let's try All to right. manifest it like the secret. Desmond. <laughs> Desmond. All right. We will find out next week. This was also great, and I I feel like maybe I didn't mention this as much, but like it was like you said, a blast from the past. It gave me nostalgia for some like yes. Parts. Oh, I'm so of the show yay like (laughs) that was the point (laughs) it reminded me about the caves i hadn't thought about the caves in like a year simpler time it really was uh such a simpler time and i i do now more understand after having this episode i think really kind of clarified some of it we've talked in the previous episodes about like people being upset or you said you mentioned there was a specific episode where a lot of people just said fuck this i'm out this yes. season, yes, that was the Desmond uh, flashes. Desmond Penny episode, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Oh, the show's always been weird, but it really hasn't been this weird." That exactly. That's what I was trying to tell you in that episode. Is like that really clarified it for me because there always, was the it's always weird had smoke elements. Monster. Yeah, it's always had elements of sci-fi and elements of the supernatural, but, but it's but mostly this been has a group survival kicked show. The fuck off, yeah, 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 yeah. It so when it was explicitly sense. like, "This is what the show is about now," people were like, "Well, okay, I'm out. That's not what I thought it was about," you know, which is fair. <laughs> yeah, You're I understand that more now. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just because like it's like the you know boiling a frog in water or whatever right yeah you, yeah yeah yeah. like I, I didn't really realize until i looked back i was like oh yeah you should just be like how are we gonna get water who's stealing beach, the water beach versus we gotta caves, get the guns yeah. beach versus caves <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it really was a a simpler show that was slowly introducing mysteries but then we'd have a stretch of like four episodes where nothing that weird happened and it was just about like survival and interpersonal conflict and then we would see the smoke monster randomly and it would be like, oh, fuck, right, that that's here. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like we have a whole episode dedicated to a guy learning about time travel and it's like, okay, here we yeah. are. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's her. Uh, this is, I, I did like this episode. This Yay. That makes me happy. It was like, it really just it had like the kind of whiplash that I have, have like been wanting kind of. Uh, yeah. I mean, last episode had quite a bit of whiplash too. Um, but we've been had like a streak of like some pretty good 
episodes yeah. since the fucking Jack does a sex crime episode. <laughs> Jack is a sex predator. Yeah, Jack does a sex tourism. <laughs> In the meantime, you can reach out to us on social media. I wanted to shout out longtime listener and follower on Twitter and Instagram, Holly Beth. Um, there was a tweet this week by the people who are making the Getting Lost documentary. Um, they tweeted asking people to mention or to tag their favorite Lost podcasts. And Holly Beth on Twitter shouted us out. And it made me very happy. Um, so thank you for that. Nice. Appreciate you. And if anybody wants to follow us as well, you can find us on Twitter, a Jungle of Mystery, on Instagram, a Jungle of Mystery Pod, or you can reach out to us on our email, which is junglemysterypod at gmail.com. I wanted to revise my list of where to listen to podcasts because we get the statistics for that. Okay. Right? Uh, it's not what I've been saying, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, Spotify, obviously, but... Okay. So if you want to listen to the podcast, like you're doing successfully at the moment, uh, there's Spotify, which is the lion's share of our listener base. There's something called Overcast. Okay. Not hard, and this is an order of usage. I have never heard of Overcast. Have you? Nope. All right. Well, I'm glad it's a thing that people but listen to But we appreciate it. it. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Thank you, Overcast. <laughs> um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, web browser. I don't... I can't... I, what? Uh... Podbean. <laughs> I think I've heard of that one. Okay, uh, and other. Um, in honor of our blast of the past this week, uh, let me just remind everybody. Oh yeah. If we can't live together, we're gonna die alone. Other, and I've tried. So you can export the data to a CSV file, and I thought maybe it would expand other. It does not. It's just other. Um. But yeah, so I mean, I we are on Google Podcasts still. I think just nobody's using that platform. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying that like that, like it's such a small share that it's it's not listed. That used to be listed like it used to be like 50% Spotify and like 25% Stitcher and all this kind of stuff. But Stitcher's gone now, so it's 80 83% Spotify. Um, anyway, it's just a peek into analytics. I'm sure this is. Fucking fascinating for everybody. Riveting listening. stuff. Riveting Fucking stuff. Fucking riveting stuff at the end of this episode. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for listening. 